The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome to March Madness, boys and girls. It's here. BVB, Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt, Brad Howe coming in here in about 10 minutes. Stay tuned for that. It's here. We're loaded. We, we got loaded. games all day. All day. Forget March Madness. This is the day. Thursday of conference championship. Busier day today than it is next week. Right? Oh, yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, Talked to a couple of my brethren that are still in the rooms and still in the books. And they're like, you remember what tomorrow's like? I said, yes, I do. They said, you want to come help out? I said, no, I got shows to do. (laughs) And I got games to go to. It's been a hell of a long week for us, too. Going to these games, doing these things. and. Dealing with these kids and all their school stuff and getting oh, ready yeah. for spring break. What's coming tomorrow? Spring break. It's the oh. you feel the energy. Oh. I was on the strip last night having dinner and oh. you start to feel the energy. You start seeing the traffic. Can we eliminate the traffic cone in Vegas soon? Can we stop this from being the thing? Because I feel like everywhere you turn, there's something orange or yellow closing a lane, moving a lane. It, we got a lot of stuff coming. We got the final, the, the regional final. We got these new renderings that are out for F1. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we have any idea what the hell's coming for F1. This is going to be transformational in November for this so city. We could get this right out of the way. This is a perfect week to remind everybody that nobody knows shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, because of what's coming. Yeah. What's here. I know some people. I know what's going on. The real stuff. And then you're down there yesterday for the, what, fifth day in a row on the strip? <laughs> like, row. I'm tired. I'm st- I was down there, too. I went. We went to the game last night, Arizona State and Oregon State. Supposed to start at 830. Didn't start till 9. Oh, my. The game yeah. lasts forever. Took the kids. Was in a doghouse driving down. Uh-oh. Because of the traffic and how we okay. got to go around and do all these other alternate routes. And then the people that are down there getting you in the parking lots, not in the best of moods because of everything going on. So it's not their fault, but they expect you when they go like this and go like this with the sticks. That means go this way. That means you wait. <laughs> that means the pedestrians cross. Yep. Wife's yelling at me. Like, I'm like, I, I, I'm not, I don't know what the guy means. Does it mean go? Not put your turn signal on. I don't know. Finally get in there. Don't get home. Took us 45 minutes to get home at midnight. Wow. Like, because of the construction and the traffic cones and of this and of that. And of that. Do you know what's coming? Like, this is our lives for the next year. Plus. Right? Going Plus. down there is going to be like, we got to start leaving time. This is like L.A. Vegas <laughs> used to be in and out. And I know every which way and which way to go. And that don't matter now either. Those lanes are closed too. <laughs> those back roads, those secret shortcuts. 
<sighs> not great. Before we get to be how be how I want to ask you a question here because yes, sir. I got Miami going right now. I got a chicken on the score. I, I uh, they're up by 15 points. So I'm doing well there with Miami yesterday. I was against all the steam. I went university one university of Miami. Yes. Okay. Cause Miami, Ohio, sir. Oh, sorry. Already. Yes. I, I don't, I don't acknowledge oh. Mac schools. So we're talking about real schools. Whoa. <laughs> so whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just come right at the Mac right off the top <laughs> of the show. Miami, the real Miami play. There's confusion at the window. Everybody so, is playing today. Yeah, sure. they are one seed in the ACC tournament. So I okay. laid five, the number closed at seven and a half. Yes. Yesterday. Yes. Steam went on everything. The UNLV under should have hit. I will give full credit to the luck factor of getting that to overtime and the game went over. So I got lucky. I should have gone 0 and three against the steam. Right. I went one and two yeah. against the steam today. I'm with the steam. So Miami, I, I laid five, that mm-hmm. number is seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Iowa was one and a half. It's now four and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm with, I'm with these. Is it better in conference tournament week? to be with the steam or against the steam. And don't tell me it depends on the game. Don't tell me just broad picture, big picture, 30,000 no broad picture answer. <laughs> it, I was going to say it depends on the game. I know, I know you're going to answer. I know you're gonna, but generally speaking, there's no generalization. How does steam sports work? Sir. Don't try to pigeonhole me into this shit. There's no <laughs> answer. There is no answer. We got a lot of newbies. we got a lot of people watching yeah. the show. I what am I going to say? Oh, you should follow the steam. I think generally tournament. speaking, I think generally in conference championship I week, wrong. I think steam is generally right more often than wrong. Not the tournament, not the NCAA tournament, but in conference tournament week this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think steam generally is correct more often than not. You follow that steam. Sometimes you get burned. Of course, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's something you automatically follow because you could lay a bad number, right? I laid five; it closed at seven and a half. You're following the steam. You're laying two and a half points worse than what was available earlier. Right. But I think that side, more often than not, maybe not covers the final closing number, but Miami would win by six, or they win by seven. You might lose on the hook, but they cover that original number. They cover that I mean, five. For, we got to go back and look at every game. I mean, wasn't Seton Hall the steam yesterday? No, it went down. That game that was DePaul was the steam yesterday. That was the game I bet. I laid six. It closed four. DePaul won outright. Oh, 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 right, 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 right. Yeah. Again, um, it depends. I don't. I don't think you can. I, <laughs> I don't. The I was going to be. It depends. Can, right. I, it, it's just. It's true though. Like it I, is I don't true. think you can make it. I don't think you can make a generalization just based on it being conference tournament week and all that other stuff. I mean, Steam wins sometimes. Steam loses sometimes. Steam is the right side sometimes. Sometimes it's the dead ass wrong side. Just depends. Yeah, I think it. My in my experience of now forty five betting on college since I was eighteen. The my general opinion is being with steam this week is better than being against next week. It doesn't matter because next week the, the market is so liquid. You have no idea why the number is moving. It's all over the place. Right. There's not as much bets being placed down on the conference championship weekend as it is for the first round of the NCAA tournament. So I just think right now I would prefer to be with steam than against steam is my personal, not Dave speaking for me. My personal recommendation is if you're against it, it's okay. You're not going to guarantee to be losing, but if it moves two, three, four points, you might, you might be on the wrong side this weekend. Mm, 
the books are still open and they're on the wrong side of it all. So <laughs> very true. I think it's okay. <laughs> it, it's very true. All right. Well, before we get to the bill stuff, let's, let's bring on Brad Howe because it's a conversation we can have with the three of us. Cause there was some For pretty sure. big news involving the head coach of Kansas who had a vascular event yesterday, last night. We don't know what that means. Either a stroke or a, a heart attack. We got that. We got West Virginia in action. We got a lot of good stuff. Brad, Matt, and Dave, how are you? Hello, boys. Doing well. Great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. Boy, Thank you, you look coming great. On. Look at that hat. Let's see, it's a hat show. You guys wear hats on the show. I broke a hat out, right? And Beautiful. There's, this is also relevant. You probably saw this week. The Titans are going to wear the throwback Oilers for one game this year. So, And everyone's pissed in Nashville, and I can't figure out why. I don't know. Why? Where? Why are they pissed? Why that those are the best uniforms in the history of the NFL? What are you talking about? I'm not debating it. They just think it's a disrespect to Nashville that they're going back. It's like the ex-girlfriend. You're wearing a gift from the ex-girlfriend. Behal, don't you really think the Oilers stuff is is some of the best of all time? It's phenomenal. Elite. 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 Earl Campbell, it's phenomenal. Goodness gracious. I don't understand it. Marini, Bum Phillips. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Lovely now, like, blue. Come on. They, you know, Texans haven't <laughs> been all that great, but the Oilers are phenomenal. All right. So Bill Self is not going to coach against West Virginia today. He's not going to coach, I don't think, this entire tournament by what it sounds like. He's still in the hospital in, in Kansas. Does this impact anything for you with KU? Well, it's a great question. It's obviously the first question. You certainly hope uh, Bill Self is all right. You're, you're right. That first rumor that came out that it was a, a heart issue seems to have some credence there as, as he continues to be in the hospital, as you just mentioned right there. So first and foremost, certainly thinking of, of Bill Self, who's, who's great friends with Bob Huggins, has been here and done a bunch of stuff with hugs before in this community. So certainly thinking of Bill Self, obviously. You know, Matt, I, I don't know that it does. And I know that's maybe ridiculous to say, given he's a Hall of Fame coach, but you've got Norm Roberts on the sideline, who's been a head coach before. At this point in the season, the teams know each other. Never mind, Kansas knows what it's doing. It already knows the scouting report against West Virginia. Adjustments that have been made in the first two games are still pretty fresh in the minds, I would think, of these Kansas players because these teams just played a week ago. You saw the line reflect that. It was four and a half, and it was still up as that rumor went out. As soon as Kansas confirmed that rumor, they pulled it off the board. It went back up at four. You can tell yep. me if it's still current. Still four. Yeah, yep. so that tells you it's only a half a point difference there. So, Matt, I, I don't know that it makes a big difference, as weird as that may be to say. How the Big 12 has been, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, at, on Eight in a Box. We've talked about it off the air. You're talking about it every day on, you know, WV Metro News and everywhere else. You're doing stuff. It's the best conference in basketball. At least that's what the power ratings say and all these things. Does West Virginia have to win today to get in or are they in? And how many teams do you think are going to get in from the Big 12? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly biased because it's my day-to-day to follow this league and be on it. He, here's why I think it's the best league. And I think what remains to be seen is how good the very top edge is. Kansas is probably going to be a number one seed. Yeah. How good is this Kansas team? We'll get into that in a minute. There's some flaws here. So is it the elite of the elite? I don't know. I think where it's not really debatable is one through 10, this is a hard league to beat. There aren't other leagues because a lot of it, because of the size, that have the depth at the very bottom of the league. Almost mm-hmm. every other league in the country, you can get some easy automatic wins down at the very bottom. And and I used to be, when I worked in the athletic department, we were in the Big East for a number of years. And that was a great basketball league as well. But you always knew there were a couple wins in there. And you knew those were baked in. And there's just simply not in this league. And I know the example 
everybody uses and it's a good one. You saw Oklahoma finish last in this league. You saw them get beat last night. They really struggled down the stretch. They absolutely waxed Alabama earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really exhibit A, B, and C of, of how good this league is. But I think it's the best because of the depth. You get down into eight, nine, and 10, and it's still a really good league. So would you take four and a half? FanDuel's at four and a half right now for West Virginia against KU. Take let's the points. Get into, let's get into some of the points here because West yeah. Virginia, even though they're 0-2 against this Kansas team, has been right there in these two games. If you look at some of the underlying metrics and the way those games played out, there was almost a luck factor there. West Virginia should probably have at least one of these, maybe two. So if I'm looking at numbers, Matt, I, yeah, I would take the number because the other part that we didn't mention about Bill Self that I should and you hate to, I, I, I know this is uncomfortable when you talk about a serious health issue, and then we're going to relate it to sports betting, but that's what you guys do on this show. That's why you right. have me on. So let's talk about it. The other part you don't know is how serious this is with Bill Self and what effect that may have on the players. They certainly have more information mm-hmm. than we do. If this is a more serious issue, there could be an effect on these players not totally being into this game, which would be understandable. So that messes with everything I'm about to say, but let's just look at the numbers because we know that. This comes down to a couple things, guys, when West Virginia plays. First and foremost for the Mountaineers, it's free throws. West Virginia is 18th nationally in free throw rate, and they make a lot of free throws. I'll get to that in a minute, too. They're playing a Kansas team who's 216 nationally in opponent free throw rate. So West Virginia has to get to the line. It gets 23% of its points from the line. It does well against teams that are going to put them on the line. Kansas's numbers tell you they will be fouling West Virginia and they'll get free throws. That's number one. And then let's go to point two. Here's what you got to parse out, Matt. Here's the numbers that matter. Kansas is not a great three-point shooting team and they don't do it a lot, but against West Virginia, they do. They've made more threes against West Virginia than any other Big 12 opponent this year in the two games. They have made, and listen, everybody jokes, Hugs does this all the time. After games, make or may he'll say, well, we didn't win because we didn't make shots. And everybody goes nuts and laughs and ha-ha hugs and saying they didn't make shots. That's what this game is. Kansas has kept West Virginia from making shots, specifically Eric Stevenson. I'll talk about him in a minute. And they conversely have made shots. Grady Dick has been very good from the outside. Dewan Harris was good in the second meeting. So there's two things. West Virginia has to get to the line. It has to free Stevenson up. If I'm watching this game early and I'm seeing Stevenson struggling to get open looks, I'm probably piling in live on Kansas on this one. Are you saying what I think you're saying without saying? Over. It's over. We're hitting threes. We're getting to the free throw line. We're making foul shots. This sounds like you saying over when we talk, when we do all the things that we do and stuff together. I go, yeah, that sounds like you're you're, you're leaning over in this basketball game. No? What's the number now? 149? 149 and yeah, a half is that's pretty a, much the consensus, but starting to peak at 150s. That's a big number, guys. That's a big number here. I mean, West Virginia fouls a ton, too. That's why you see West Virginia numbers up so high in these high 40s, because they're going to put Kansas on the line a bunch. And listen, Kansas normally gets to the line a ton. They're yeah. not this year. They just are not this year. Mm. But again, against West Virginia, they do. I don't know, Dave. I, that pre-flop 150 seems kind of high. I'd prefer that to come down again live. If you can get some cold shooting from Kansas, maybe playing in this building for the first time this year, maybe you can jump in and get some numbers. Matt, okay. same thing with Kansas live. West Virginia has the advantage of playing last night. If it comes out 
and hits a couple shots, you know Kansas is going to roar back. They're basically playing in front yeah. of a home crowd tonight. Both mm-hmm. games between West Virginia and Kansas went under. The game at West Virginia was 150 and a half. It went under by a half a point. The game in Lawrence went under at 146 and a half by eight and a half points. My only fear in what you're talking about is that free throws teams do tend to foul when their year or their tournament run is going to be over. They tend to try to elongate the game as far as long as possible. Saw it last night firsthand. Right. They they just stop fouling. The game's over. They foul, they foul, they foul. So there is always, I'm always leaning towards overs in conference tournament games simply for that reason. But if you don't hit the free throws early or hit the foul or have fouls early, then it's just fouls and no free throws to happen. And it's just kind of a weird ending to the game. So correct. I don't know. I I lean towards the under, but I think you're right about the in game to watch it and to see if you can get a lower number and then come in on the over. We get like 140. 145, somewhere around there, and then go with the over. I'd feel more comfortable. But what do you make of Kansas in this tournament? If they beat West Virginia and they advance, I've been saying all year that like, even though the one seeds, the one seed, it doesn't feel like the one seed's going to win the big 12 tournament. Is that fair? Well, well, the way the season's gone and what we just said about the depth. Yeah, it shouldn't do that. But again, it's Kansas playing close to home with a ton of fans there. I just think Texas is really good, and they've shown to be a bad mm. matchup for Kansas. I think if you're putting me on the spot here without watching Kansas in this event yet, I probably lean towards Kansas in this, guys. Cool. I think they. So have, if I give you the I, field in Kansas, you're taking Kansas. I'm sorry, did I say I meant Texas? I lean oh, okay. Texas on this. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. Texas yeah. is probably due here. And again, you talk about a coach leaving having no effect on a team. I think they have done a great job. After losing Chris Beard, who's one of the best coaches in the country, they've just stepped right in and continued to play well. They're loaded with talent. I think I like I like Texas in this one. How about Ole Miss, by the way, not giving a flying flip? Don't about, care. We, okay. we, we don't care. We're going to hire a guy with nope. a whole checkered pass for football. We're going to hire a guy with a whole checkered pass for basketball. Ole Miss just don't give a flip about anything. No, they don't hire anybody. Sure. No. <laughs> don't, they care. don't care about no. anybody. Don't care. Um, we talked a lot um, earlier this week about the Big East tournament, and you spent a lot of time going to the Big East tournament as, you know, the one of the athletic directors at West Virginia. Can you talk a little bit about, like, what that atmosphere is like? Because, like, Villanova's playing Creighton today. That's a big game. You know, he's wearing the, the Creighton stuff. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about the Creighton game. <laughs> Providence is playing UConn. Is there any home court advantage for for? schools and teams there and crowds and what it give us a picture of what your experience at the big east tournament at msg was like and what we can expect today yeah it's it's awesome guys i miss it i miss it tremendously it's the number one thing i miss about west virginia being in the big east there's there's nothing like the garden and the thing i always loved the atmosphere and the intensity inside not just because you've got matt as you well know the northeast personalities in there where there's yipping and there's chirping and there's booing and there's swearing and there's just all kinds of chaos in the stands sounds just like the other. boston guys yeah that's just that's that's what all the boston guys sound like right it, it's awesome and it's yeah. all the time and people are standing in the garden as you get into friday and saturday it's the best yeah. and then i actually like that you could walk outside and there's millions of people that have no idea that the Big East tournament's so even fun. going on. Uh, it's the most unique setup yep. in the world that you're living and breathing and dying with every second. And you walk outside, and there's just thousands that go, "What are you doing? I don't, I don't even know what you're doing. Get out of my way! I gotta what? get a cab. Basketball, get out of the way! What? Yeah, get, get out, out of my way! way. Yeah, I, I don't 100%. care what you're talking yep. about. 100%. So it's awesome. <laughs> it is is deep. there a home court advantage? Yeah, UConn will have a good one. I mean, when UConn's rolling, and I spent two years at UConn. 
back in the Ray Allen days, the yeah. early Ray Allen days when, yeah. when we were we were kicking it pretty good there at UConn. It, it was a great home court there when UConn plays. So yeah, they'll have a good advantage today when they play. They'll be great. Uh, Matt, I keep waiting for your Creighton guys to get going here. I thought this was going to awesome. be a team that really mattered. Are they? Mm-hmm. Are they not? Are we done? They matter, but it's a horrible draw today. Nova's horrible for them. It's it's an awful second round. I'm so mad they're playing Nova today in the second round. Could be anybody else except Villanova in the second round for Creighton. It's just they aren't Five a tough point favorites. Yeah, they shouldn't be. The, the, I, look, I hope they win. Well, hold on, I, hold on. Do I have to get Villanova here? I got a lot of action going now. Do I need Villanova? I would take Villanova. I mean, I just I don't it's think the Jays so are tough. It's a late game. I think Villanova's <laughs> the side personally, but the Jays win, it'll be a tight win, but it's a bad draw. But hold on, before we get off the Big East. Yeah. So Jim Bayheim yesterday may or may not have resigned. What the hell was that? We, we don't really know. I mean, obviously Syracuse Georgetown was when the Big East was the win the Big East. But we got a guy, I'm 45 years old. Jim Bayheim has been the coach of Syracuse longer than I've been alive, which is ridiculous. Wow. But what's your read on this? Because the university was the one who put out the release saying Jim Bayheim is no longer the coach of Syracuse. At the press conference, Bayheim said, I'll let you interpret what that means. I'm not the coach anymore. What the hell happened? Yeah, it it sometimes happens with these guys, Matt. There's they're just not just be clear, right? Just be clear on what is happening. The <laughs> first press conference confusion is what forced Syracuse, in my opinion. Now, I, I don't know this. I haven't talked to anybody. No one's told me this. It seemed like it forced Syracuse to put their release out earlier than what they wanted to because right. of the way Bayheim stumbled. They didn't even stumble through. He meant to do that. He oh, meant yeah. to be vague. He meant to play around. He meant meant to pay cat and mouth. That's what he does. He could have been very clear and just said, thank you. I had a wonderful time. This university met, has meant everything to me. I am so thankful for all my players. All this Can't wait for my next chapter. Can't wait to watch Syracuse's next chapter. This was my last game. Thank you. That's all he had to say. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. He didn't. And so I think that forced Syracuse's hands that they probably did not want to announce this while the ACC tournament is still going on. So I think it forced their hand to put it out early. You've seen now an announcement. They're going to do a Friday press conference officially announcing the new coach. I, I think Bayheim forced their hand into handling this to make it look way more disjointed than they probably wanted it to. Was he fired, though? I mean, did, did, does Jim Bayheim want to walk away? It didn't seem that way. Right? Matt. It did not <laughs> seem that way. And, and again, that's one of those where – he didn't take responsibility. He clearly was putting it off on them, on them being Syracuse and forcing Syracuse to have to say we were the ones that decided there needed to be a, a change and moving on. But I, I'm also listen, I've been around this. I've been around Hall of Famers when it's time to step down. Uh. For the most part, they're making that decision. They have to have a hand in saying that or it becomes a total hostage situation. So as weird and as disjointed as this was, there had to be some level of Jim Beheim that said, yeah, I agree. Now's now's the time. Um, so let's let's pivot to another. Uh, uh, what, uh, what's that? What what's on your head there? What's this would on? be a pit hat, sir. You know where I got it. I got it from one of the you know guys that watch the show and do all this other stuff. But I know you don't like pit. Never will. <laughs> and, uh, and and they they play Duke today. Um, somehow the line is only five, mm-hmm. and. The ACC tournament is in Greensboro, which um, might be a home court advantage, might not be a home court advantage. Pitt's playing as well as they have in years. Plus five, Pitt, 
Uh, total 138 and a half. How does this game play out, Bial? Now, let me ask you this real quick before I answer that. Yes, now, it, is Pitt in the NCAA tournament yet? I know they almost yes. won the ACC. Are they a bubble team? Are they in? No. Yes. Are they played their way in? What? Yes. Uh, but, oh. But they no, they're not in. They got to win in? this game to get in. They're in? They're in. No, I know they're in. West Virginia's yeah. in? Uh, West, oh, Virginia, yes. West Virginia yeah. might be an eight seed here. An eight they're seed? Solidly, they're solidly in. Probably yeah. not, nice. but they could be an eight. Solidly they're in. in. Yeah. Yeah, Duke Duke wins tonight. Pitt's done. Duke, Duke wins. Duke covers. <laughs> yeah. Give me Duke. I don't know. I'm already on, I'm already on Duke. I'm with Matt on the Miami game. Tied those okay. two together. Give me a two team nice. money line parlay. I'm already on Duke. Oh, let's go like it. money line parlay. Let's go. All right. All Pitt's right. had a nice nice little run. Nice little <laughs> run after losing by 25 to West Virginia to start the year. Nice little run for Pitt against not really any competition. Duke right. takes care of it tonight. Now, Farah, right. lose this video if Pitt wins. <laughs> lose this clip. Uh, don't have it. Before I let you go. Best game of the day, the only game between two ranked teams is TCU in Kansas State in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. This is a really good game. It's late, so it's almost like while we're on sports grid, this game's going to be getting played. This is a late one. Who do you like in TCU, Kansas State? That's a good question, Matt. This is this is mirror <laughs> images of each other. I right? haven't I haven't played the over yet, but you've got to look at the. There's going to be a lot of possessions. Both okay. these teams want to get up and down the floor. The challenge with your over is K State has turnover problems. So mm-hmm. if they start chucking it all over, you've got problems. But there's going to be points. But again, back to, I don't know what it is about the Big Twelve, but we've got weird off the court stuff here with Jamie Dixon and TCU and yeah. Lampkin the center alleging some things. So this is mm-hmm. one of those questions. Addition by subtraction was Lampkin causing issues inside the TCU locker room that now have cleared up a little bit with him out or is what he's alleging, which is some serious stuff. And Jamie Dixon's never had anything around him about player mistreatment in his whole career. So is this one of those that it's a distraction? I think I might lean K-State here, guys. Speaking of distraction, is Texas Tech in the dance in your mind? No. They're going to be out? They're out. They're not Did what happened yesterday? give the committee an excuse to leave them out that their no, head coach stepped down? I don't think they were in, Matt. They'd lost, they had lost three in a row before last night. They had played the, their way back on the bubble by winning four in a row, then lost three in a row. And I think the, the announcement of Mark Adams officially being out last night, that also illustrates they know there's no postseason. They're done. They're going to shut it down. Oklahoma State's the one to watch. Oklahoma State okay. might be that last Big 12 that can sneak in there at the end. I, uh I got a question for you from the brigade on the way out. Oh. This would be the last one for me. Okay. Um, they pay attention to everything. They don't miss anything. They have our backs when we're down. They pump us up when we're up top and lift us to new heights where we're going. Literally, Who knows? Literally lifting. There. They're very, yeah, very <laughs> lifting. Um, they want to know, um, and, and I'm curious to know too, how do you think West Virginia is going to do against Penn State in football in September? <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm it's just March wondering. 9th. What are we doing? It's uh, it's March 9th, but they, they apparently of time they play. Game down. West Virginia has to play Penn State this year. Be how's a West Virginia guy? We I'm should go. Yeah. Real quick, I'll give it fast to you. As you know, I'm nothing. If I'm not honest on here, I'm a I'm a West Virginia homer. I cover him daily. I made my paycheck for two decades from him, but I'm nothing if not honest. Penn State should probably win a natty next year. If they don't, something has gone horribly wrong. 
They're probably the best team in America next year. They're loaded at every position. If they don't cover what should be a three-touchdown spread against West Virginia, I mean, get rid of Franklin and everybody. You're paying him $10 million a year. He's got to be able to cover what should be a three-touchdown spread. See what he's doing? See what he's doing, Brigade? You ask him a question, he gives you an answer. Or setting you up for a failure. One of the two. Behal, thank you for coming on, my friend. Best of luck on your bets today. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Brad Howe joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book, West Virginia and Kansas. That game tips off here in about, oh, 75 minutes or so following the first game in the Big 12, which is Iowa State and Baylor, which right now is a complete barn burner. 50 to 52 as an 8-0 run just happened for Baylor to take this game over a little bit here with 16-30 to play. Iowa State just went to Baylor and waxed them. It's a little payback potentially for the Baylor Bears up against Iowa State. Marquette is in a battle with St. John's. They were down big. They've come back. They're down by one now with six to play in the second Mm. half in New York at MSG in the Big East tournament. Wake is making it a little bit closer, but they're still down by eight points here to Miami. I've got Miami minus five. Game close, seven and a half. So if you've you laid seven, seven and a half, you're definitely sweating that a little bit here. Pitt and Duke start in about 45 minutes. Providence and UConn start as well. And then here in Vegas, the first game of the day is number two UCLA taking on Colorado. So let's start there, Mr. Sherapan, yep. with yep. UCLA laying nine and a half against Colorado. Many people west of the Mississippi believe the UCLA is the best team in the country and everybody's sleeping on them because of where they are located geographically in the conference that they play in. Do you agree? Is UCLA the best team in the country? You saw that, right? What? You saw their best players out for the rest of the tournament, rest of the season. Who was out? Clark. He's not their best player, but he's one of their their better players. He's out for the entire whole season, rest of the season, not this is tournament? Whoa. Rest of the season. Their odds okay. went up yesterday from 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 up to 15 in some okay. places. Um, That's unfortunate. Did he get hurt in practice? Yeah, Clark out the remainder of the season. Oof. Yeah. Jaden Clark out ACL injury. I'm sorry, Achilles injury. Achilles. Suffered against Arizona. Yeah, defensive so, player of the year. Yeah. Hoping they were. He was ho- they were hoping he was going to be able to come back, maybe miss this and play in the NCAA. Apparently not. Nope. So numbers moved, odds moved. I don't know. They'll probably they'll cover today, right? Like that's the way this goes. Well, Colorado's covered today. Yeah, I mean, it's nine and a half. It's a it's a it's a hefty number, but the Buffaloes are just not very good. Um, so. let's see. We will see. That's on the year, nine, yeah, nine right now. So Colorado's nine, 11 and one in conference. UCLA 11, eight and one in conference. Mm. UCLA covered the last two games. They did not cover against Colorado on the road last week. However, laying seven, they won by four. Mm. Buffaloes have covered their last three games against UCLA, Utah and Washington. So maybe plus the points. Maybe don't love it. First half under. That's a bit of a thing. You guys Ooh. are paying attention on Game League Twitter. First half unders in all of these games that start before two o'clock, I believe it is Pacific. Interesting. Um, they're like sixty-eight percent to the under, something like that. Sleepy. So yeah. Sleep, that's, sleepy that's, sleepy starts. It's sleepy first half unders. Yeah. Our guys, Rosenberg and and uh 
some other guys we know are putting us out there. I mean, they're doing damn. So the next tomorrow, Friday will be your last time to take advantage of this because the games on Saturday and Sunday don't get played that correct early. until later. Yeah, I don't believe that. So if you want to take advantage yeah. of the trend, it's going to be tomorrow would be the time right. to, to bet it. Or, um, yeah, you could you can't really. The live total for Iowa State Baylor is one fifty one and a half. East Carolina, South Florida is 152. Marquette St. John's, though, 124 and a half. That game went way under in the first half as well. So that game right. definitely followed the trend for a first half under. UConn's laying six and a half to Providence today. Yeah. What do you make of UConn here? Because I'm leaning towards taking the points in this game. You just don't like Connecticut. I don't like Connecticut. I like Providence. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's double. Always I think UConn wins. I just don't think I'd lay the, I'm not laying UConn. more than two possessions. Oh gosh. Providence has let us down recently with this, taking them and not covering and stuff. I don't know. This is the this last two games were stunning. Time. They were undefeated at home. They beat Villanova to go to 14 and 0 at home. And then they lost to Xavier by five and Seton Hall <sighs> beat them by 24. God, which was like a what moment four in a right. row wins, five wins in a row four covers in a row for UConn beating Nova by 12 DePaul by 29 St. John's by nine Providence by 18 didn't cover against Seton Hall, but they won by nine after UConn lost to Creighton at, at in Omaha, they ran off and got hot and they ended strong. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a lay it or don't play it. Okay. I don't, I don't want Providence. Just just looking at it. But again, that's coming up here in the next 40 minutes. Yep. Approximately. Next, next game up. Uh, it's so we're... weird when these games start because like even in the book, you have to have the time and it's so important to have the right start time. Like right. our start time every day is ish. Tyler ish. Tyler <laughs> said we start at 1015-ish. 1030-ish. Like we're right around Pacific. that time. That's the way these start yeah. times are. And oh, it's very 100%. important in the yep. book to get the start time right because you can't have cheats, which we'll have a discussion about at the end of the show here, <laughs> that story about cheaters and casinos and all this other stuff. You actually, when you sent that rundown and I read that story, I was like, oh, my God, this is my life. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to have this discussion about this because that's the business. And Buck – who used to hang out in the book. And I know Buck very well, the guy who oh. wrote that article. <laughs> um, oh. That was, uh, I want to go to that thing. I want to listen to more people, um, spies and cheats and all this stuff, give talks about how they did it and what to look for now. It's great. So I was way wrong about North Carolina last night. Way wrong. Worst bit of the day. They Boston College got destroyed. Oh. Yeah, they, they were missing one of their better players. I didn't think it was going to matter. North Carolina killed Boston College. So now they take on Virginia. And the line's two and a half. This seems like, I mean, too easy just to take Virginia. Does it? I I mean, this me, this line tells me the books think that Carolina's live to win this game, which I'm really surprised at. Oh, I'm not at all. Virginia's been playing awful against the number. Yeah, this is a but they've, they've been game. winning games. They've won four of six games. They're four and two over their last six games. 
but they're 0-6 ATS in those games. Uh, I just got a text from B-How. She said, appreciate you both. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's always fun. And nice hat. It was fun don't having ever, him. Don't ever pull the pit move on me again. That's that's what he said after that. <laughs> I hate pit. I hate pit. Um, this is a hard game. They beat Look Virginia the by eight. They beat Virginia by eight points when they played on the 25th of February at Chapel Hill. They lost by seven against Virginia as four and a half point dogs in Charlottesville. So it's tough to figure this game out. This is this is one of the more intriguing games. If Carolina wins this game, they're probably, I don't want to say in for sure, but this could really punch their ticket to get in because everyone thought that Duke loss was going to be it for them. But to beat Virginia, to beat a top 15 team late in the year, chance to maybe get the committee's attention. Oh, this gets the committee's attention. This definitely gets the committee's attention. They got to go. I mean, if they win this and then they get to play, who they play Duke? Well, next? the winner. Yeah, we'll see whoever wins of, on, of, on of the, that bracket. Game or or yeah. Miami. Uh, I think uh, without looking at the bracket, I mean, it's either – it's either Miami or Duke, which so, would then the bracket is, it is right here. I got it. They I play got it. Clemson or NC State. NC State. Yeah, even better. So Miami winner plays the Pitt Duke winner. Wow. Yeah. All right. So Pitt wins. They're in. Uh, I think North Carolina wins. They're in. I agree. I think they win. They're in. They're North Carolina. Yeah, and they're the defending champs on top of that. So, I mean, not that it matters. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's the committee. Man, it's a tele. Man. Always remember, it's a television show. It is they're a television looking, show. They're yeah. looking for reasons to put teams like Carolina in, not right. looking for reasons to keep them out. So if you give wow. them a reason to put you in, they will put you in. Two minutes left. Miami's up seven. Great. The line closed seven. Great. This is going to be a hell of a sweat down the street. I have five. So we'll see oh, where we go okay. with CLV. I have five. Yeah. But it's, it's been very important. There's the, the, this is, I mean, this is the time more than ever that you really got to make sure you get the best number or accept the results. If you lay five and it falls seven and you got seven and you push, accept it. I mean, that's just, that's yeah, tough. When, when they win, win by four and you laid five and you had the best number. That's what I can't stand. <laughs> that happens too. That's yes. that's the way these basketball games. Listen, the end of basketball games. It's nuts. It's I, horrible. I, I saw it last night. I mean, I just you know, and my nine year old just kept turning to me and saying, "Why is this taking so long? Why do they keep doing this official review? What are they looking at, Daddy?" Oh. And a guy across the aisle from me just started laughing, and he he was like, "He's like, she's pretty smart." I said, "You have no idea, sir." You have no idea. I don't know. Two and a half point spread. I, I would take North Carolina. I'll, I'll be looking to take. In game it for me. But yeah, it's it's well, going to be interesting. I think Carolina's live to win the game. A hundred times. Like yeah, I think I think Carolina's live to win the game. Yes. Xavier's laying 12 and a half points against DePaul. I bring this up only because DePaul shouldn't be in this game. And they are. Because they Whoa. beat Seton Hall. DePaul's yeah. not any good. No, but 12 but and a half. Game. That's this is heavy. That's listen. When you see the team laying double digits on the second day, 
like me. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the book telling you, please, please take the dog. Please. That's there's not too many double digits today, right? Scan the board. No, none really. I mean, yeah. it's, there's a one or two, especially with a ranked team like Xavier, who's 12 and 8 ATS in conference. Yeah, I'm scanning the board right now. Maryland's 13 and a half against Minnesota. Wichita State 16 against Tulsa. And that's it. There's no more double digit games. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Tennessee is now 11 and a half against Ole Miss. There you go. What does that tell you? Three of those are favorites are probably going to cover. Three cover. And I know you said the experiment's over, but you could put those four together in a money line parlay. They're all winning. No, thank you. Experiment. <laughs> more of that, more, more of that later. You mentioned Tennessee laying 11 and a half to Ole Miss, who yeah. now will hire Chris Beard as their next head coach, according to reports. Why not? Amazing. Volunteers bounce back today in the SEC tournament. They're probably going to house that team. I like this team. I like this blowout more than I like DePaul getting blown out by Xavier. Yeah. I think Tennessee defensively, Ole Miss is going to get suffocated. Right. They're going to, they're not going to score. Yeah. Like Tennessee could score 60 and win this game and cover. Like they don't have to score 80 to cover nope. a double digit spread. They could score right. 60 because Ole Miss be lucky to get 40. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be interesting. So Duke is laying five and a half to Pitt. We mentioned right. it with Beehow a little bit. Yeah. What's your real take on this game? Can Pitt cover? Yeah. Can Pitt win? Why not? Well, let's have a better answer than why not. Why? Why not? <laughs> why, well, why, why not can't, anything? Why can't they? Why not going to get hit by a truck walking outside? Why not? Yes, anything can happen. Yeah, what does it why? matter? What, what you say, it's a tournament game, and Pitt's playing as good as they, they, they've played all season. Yes, like that's is, fair. This is a good time to, to take them plus the points. They could lose by double digits. Well, they're 22 and nine and one ATS. They're one of the best teams in all of college basketball against the number. They are 15 and six in the ACC. Duke is six and 14 against the number in the ACC. 11, three and one pit away from home this year. I mean, they don't care who's in the stands. I mean, they can win the game outright. I think Pitt's live to win the game. I just said that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They're live to win the live to win the game outright. So yeah, straight up, definitely. I agree with you. Plus the points, it's definitely in yeah. play. I think it's plus the points, and oh. I'm very. I mean, this is a game I'm. I want to watch this game. This is a two thirty Eastern time start, and if it's Miami against Pitt, that the winner of that might win the ACC tournament. <sighs> I don't know if I would advance it that far, but. Um... I mean, because North, North Carolina wins today, they can win the, the ACC tournament. Man, if they if, win the auto bid, how about if that? If NC that was State wins today, they could win the Big East or the uh, ACC Maybe. Tournament. I don't know. I think it's Maybe. wide open. I'm going to just. just it's yes, really- I told you. The, the whole ACC sucks. Yes, I agree with that. ACC. Both Big 12 and ACC are wide open for different reasons. Big 12 was wide open because of the quality of the teams top to bottom. ACC is wide open because of the lack of quality teams top to bottom. Anybody can beat anybody in, in the ACC tournament. Lack of quality teams. So you don't anticipate the ACC teams having deep runs in the big dance? No, I think there's one. 
even with a good like a good path for Miami, Wait, they can't we'll get what, to the Final Four. No, that's what I mean. That, that's that's oh, the that's one. the one. That's the one. Yes, gotcha. that's the one. Miami has all the pieces to do what they need to do to make a deep dance, deep dance run. Great guard play, long athletic wings, can shoot the three, can play defense, can play up tempo or slow it down, can rebound. They're they're a fun team. Mm. They're kind of playing with their food a little bit here with Wake Forest, but playing with their food. Yeah, they're by four. What the hell right does now. that mean? They should be killing Tyree Appleby is starting to hit threes. That's a really bad thing for my for my total for my cover five here. You oh, stop letting that guy jack threes. Just hit one. It's they're down four. Oh boy. Right. So oh. as I said, Appleby is he's their weapon. Appleby is their guy. He's got 24 points now. Scored 15 points in the first matchup. He's got 24 points now. Five of 14 threes. So he missed all his threes in the first half. And oh, now boy. we're getting. All right, there's a free throw make, so we're good one five, and he missed the second one. Great. <laughs> so now we're sitting at five, needing yes, a defensive. Five. This is the bet here. This this possession will be the bet because if they get a stop here, they're fouling and they missed at least. So we got Wake Forest got a rebound on it. I'm watching. I'm not watching the game live. I'm watching it on, on a stream, which is and he missed a three, rebound by Miller. That should do it. Free throw should be coming up, and then hopefully I'm gonna have to survive a last second three. Just like identical Just to the like Utah the other Tech night. game. Oh, it's the identical thing. Gosh. Numbers. I'm gonna. I laid four and a half. I laid five. Uh, this is the same exact problem. The number's gonna be seven. Last second three is gonna have to be missed. If it's made, I lose the bet. I lost it against Utah Tech. So gambling gods, uh, you owe me. So this needs oh to be a miss. Boy, they don't know <laughs> Just, you just to go ahead and even up the the seesaw oh here. Boy. Let's let's even up here. Make sure that three does not go down at the buzzer mm-hmm. for for Wake Forest. Uh Creighton and Nova yeah. wearing the Creighton shirt. I'm just going to yeah. say it right now. I think Nova wins the game outright. Nova wins the game outright. Yeah, this is the team that the Jays are putting beat. it on them. They're trying and to put some move on. No, them, I'm just being honest. Uh, the Jays have never beaten Villanova in the Big East tournament, I don't believe. And <laughs> You're not going to believe what just happened. The three in the basketball game. Yeah, the three, three, three went down. Yeah. No, they missed the free throws. Both of them? Oh, and then they missed hit and then the they hit the one on one, hit a three. It's down, they're down two. You're yeah, done. there we go. Game over. Bet over. It's that's what's gonna happen in these things. This is why betting hockey is way more fun. <laughs> this is why. This is this is the truth. This is why betting hockey is way more fun. Because laying <laughs> laying points of any real consequence, oh. steam again, this number closed at seven and a half. Okay. So this is what I was afraid of. That was against the steam yesterday, it killed me. I'm with the steam today, it's gonna kill me. So it's just right. kind of the but way this thing doesn't goes, matter. but you should, everybody I'm, I'm saying this for a reason. You have to take betting on this tournament with a grain of salt. Okay. Right. This is such a difficult thing to bet, it's the hardest whether it be now or the, year. or the NCAA tournament. Oh. The, I personally, I'm not telling you guys what to do, but I tend to shrink my unit size when it comes oh. to betting. Whoa. Hold on. I do. Wait a second. Okay. You just said your unit shrunk. What the I, shrink, hell I, I shrink my unit size when it comes to betting on college oh. basketball, when it gets to the NCAA tournament, I haven't done it yet here, but I may do it for this weekend because I know how topsy turvy this whole thing is. Again, the under for UNLV yesterday should have hit. It was an under game the entire way in the overtime period. It exploded. Got to, I need overtime now. So now I want Miami to, now I need wait to get, uh, get you to need overtime. overtime. Yeah. Cause I lead five. I need, I need overtime. So now I need to go to overtime. 
just for the record, that was Matthew's phone, not mine. Peter. Yeah, sorry. So it was that's okay. That's all right. In the Discord channel, getting they're angry, blowing it up. They're yeah, mad because they're mad, and they should be mad. So I mean, because this game's gonna this game's gonna land four. Watch, they're gonna hit two free throws. It's gonna it's gonna be 76, 72. It's just how this thing goes. It's just oh, the way missed it. Okay, missed the so free throw. Oh, so now I missed the three. Oh, he missed the half court three to win it. So they won by two. 72 final. Yeah, it's just win a joke. by two. All the good numbers. Dead. Four, four and a half, five, five and a half, six. Six and a half. If you played seven, it got to seven and a half. Dave. It got to seven and a half. Anything at six and a half or under, put it in the can. CLV. Seven and a half under seven no. and a half, all the way down to four. The opening no, number. No, no, no. It you all. If you seven, there were seven and a half. It's the closing line. So you can't include those tickets with it because you, you laid the closing number. But if you beat the CLV. Yep. All dead. Kaka. All dead. Shit. So, yep. Dead. It's just the way this thing goes. College basketball, this is hard man. Money line betting in the in the NCAA tournament Brutal. is, I feel, is a way better way of going. Oh, Lay the juice. Money line. Money line. All about the money line. That's gonna be my best thing about today. And okay. my, my nine year old discovered that last night. Yeah, money so line this is point it, spread is bullshit. It is. It's it's You're complete right. nonsense. Just for that reason, because Miami's just trying to win the game. They don't care about how many points they win the game by. So five. In advance, Jim yep. Valvano said it. They made a 30 for 30 on it that literally comes back to life yep. every year around this time. Fell asleep to it last night, woke up to it again this morning. In, in, that, awesome. in, in full disclosure, that's why I did bet Iowa minus one and a half because technically, I mean, it's rare to win by one. Right. So I'm comfortable underneath two. One and a half and two is okay. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll lay those Once points. Once you get but to two and a half, it gets hairy, but three or more is a possession. Problem. That, that, yeah. That's a danger, danger. Miami should have killed Wake Forest. I mean, they they really, they let them, they started the show, they started the game really sleepy. They did not come out playing strong. And then clearly in the second half, they just did not, they're up by 15 points. I mean, when you're up by 15 points, you should be able to win a game by five. You should be and, in gaming it the other way. Yeah, when yeah, the sure. up that yes. much. yes. The, the way other way, absolutely. are going right, but I'm just talking about yeah. But I'm just talking about you know in terms of the where I bet pregame. That's yeah. where you got to be careful. Like the pregame bets, it's it's an up and down roller coaster ride, man. It is hockey is far more stable in terms Someone of what. Someone in expect. the chat asked if you just said if you had a small unit. I said, it, can you clarify what you did with the unit? I shrink my unit size. That's what I said. Shrink your units. Yes. You sorry. I just I looked down in the chat and scrolled by. Did Matt just say he has a small unit? No. Who was that? Where would you put your money with Nova Crane? We take the points or lay the points. Oh, this is like a trick question. Nope. This is it's not a trick question. This is a trick question. It's it for me. I think it's Nova the truth. went outright, but Correct. this I'm gonna learn more about Creighton in this game than I am about Villanova. Fair. I need to see this is this is going to answer my thoughts on them going forward in the big dance. Like they, they're supposed to win this game. I'll say this. If St. John's beats Marquette, it's 59, it's 60-59 with 20 seconds to go. If St. John's can knock out Marquette, the Jays could win the whole thing in New York if they beat Nova today. Holy cow. You know who told me to take 
St. John's to win a Big East tournament? Joe Lisi. Oof. Joe Lisi insisted that they're live. He said they are live for sure. And now he's looking like he's right. Oh, I mean, if they, God. Phone's going to blow up if he's right. They got to win, though. I mean, they're, they're, right now they're not winning. They're down by one. Hell, Iowa State is beating Baylor right now. Again? Okay, nice. I mean, that's... 59. This is crazy. March is here, baby. They've had their number. Yeah, because the Jays will play Xavier. If they win, um, the Jays will play... Yeah, they'll play Xavier. Who should win easily. So they can beat Xavier, and then they're in the final, and it could be Creighton against UConn in the final. That'll be fun. I gotta go to this St. John's game. Yeah, it's on FS1. Holy cow. Marquette's up to 12 seconds okay. ago. So, DePaul, I mean, uh, St. John's ball. Boy, Shaka looks like he's down yep. to, like, oh, yeah. phantom weight, flyweight weight. He looks good. What the yeah, hell? Going to Milwaukee has regenerated, has reinvigorated him for sure. He's he's good. I mean, they're, they're I don't believe Marquette's a top 10 team, but they're very tough defensively. They're a very good team. They look a lot like the VCU teams that went made deep runs. In the dance with Chuckus Mark those were, as those the coach. Were fun. Those were mm. fun, fun, fun. He, Texas was a bad fit, but Marquette's a perfect fit for some guys just good at this at different levels at basketball focused schools without the pressure. Shaka at Texas has never made a lot of sense except the money. Some guys are just Midwest guys. That too. Sometimes, but he's Midwest not a Midwest guy. He's an East Coast guy. But but some guys are just that level. That well, that some type guys of guys like East Coast guys going south. You did yeah. that personally. Yeah. Eh. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, eh. right. right. You know, he's back in a place that it's working a city. Yeah. And you know, it's different and it's, it's definitely working. I mean, yeah, these teams are, this is good for them though, right? To get a test like this, you need that. Like, oh, you hundred percent. This is with your live. Yeah. Your life is on the line. Your tournament life's on the line. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. If you can manage to win it, you know that you've been through that crucible. You've been through that before. So you're able to, kind of focus on what's going on. Right. Yeah. Baylor down three with six to play. Ooh, baby. These are fun games. I knew, I knew today was going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some hockey. Yep. Cup preview question mark. Bruins are hosting the Oilers tonight. It's a minus 170 money line. <sighs> 11 games in a row for the Boston Bruins. They've won 10 in a row. We're going to 11. What did we see? Just what was it? Feels like it was yesterday. It was probably what ten days ago. Didn't Fort. they play in at Edmonton? Wasn't that game Boston oh, and Edmonton like yeah. ten days we, ago? About that, yeah, know, something like that. Yeah. yeah, how'd that work out? Uh, final score was three to two. Under. Wow, St. John's just took it right to the basket without resistance and tied the game. <laughs> There was no, I mean, nobody played defense. He just went right to the basket and had a layup. Like it was a layup line. Ten Tie game with four and a half seconds to go. Number one seed, man. I, I This is where, who's on the call for this game? I don't even know. Oh, I don't want to turn the audio on. No, don't do that. It's but Gus. Could it be Gus? That's what I mean. If it's Gus, it's, it's phenomenal. Gus. <laughs> if it's Gus, it's, it's, that's what um, you want. So, I, I mean, this game goes under. Bruins win. What, what's Edmonton going to go into Boston and win? You, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, seriously, you know, I was going to wear Edmonton stuff today. And I was like, you know what? I tried that last time. It didn't work. So I'm not Boston is 26, two and three straight up at home. 
Edmonton on the year, they've been, you know, not bad on the road. They're 19, 10, and three on the road. It's minus 160. Oh, it's coming down. Oh. Yeah. I mean, all the rhombuses and parallelograms are going to take Edmonton. Oh, all right. And it makes sense. You're getting a really good team at a, probably the best. This might price. be the best plus price ever that you'll <laughs> get Edmonton on right. the rest of this season. Fair. And all the rhombuses and parallelograms. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. You can't resist a good price. You know, I took Oregon State for fun last night, down 10 at 20 to 1, just because I wanted to say I had a 21 ticket while I was sitting at the game in game. I knew it was dead, but it was a good price. Right. Put it right in the CLV cam with the rest of those Miami tickets today. <laughs> Does it mean shit? True. Very, very true. Um, ask the book time involving this Bruins game or involving the rest of the games with the Oilers. Okay. I love this question. This comes from Addison. Addison wants to know, he asked the question last time about, are we calling a goal in the first five minutes, a goal in the first 10 minutes and an over in the first period? A Santa. That was his call because it was a Grinch to the no and a Santa to the yes. <gasps> <laughs> Mikey, awesome. Do your thing with that. Oh, 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 oh. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Marquette got a dunk at the buzzer, but it's behind the buzzer. So it doesn't count. We're going over. OT. Wow. Okay. Wow. So focus on this. Sorry. Connor Go McDavid yep. scores two goals in the first period. What the hell kind of number do you get for that? Can we call He's it Christmas? Plus $4 to score two <laughs> goals, period, in a game. So he wants to know, can we call it Christmas if that happens? You should call it Christmas, New Year's, and <laughs> Valentine's Day. You get the whole first quarter. So a goal in the that. first five, thus in a goal in the first ten, and then he scores a second goal in the period himself. So it's an over in the first period, and a yes to a gift, and a yes to a gift. It's goal in the first five by the same player. It's like a hundred to one. <laughs> it's called Christmas. Addison wants to know, can we call it Christmas? You call whatever you want, Addison. <laughs> That's crazy. That's that, that listen, it could happen, but him to score one goal every game right now is around minus minus one forty to one fifty because he's that good. Like a guy to score a goal in a game is mostly plus money. Not right. for Connor McDavid. It's just like the Jokic triple double thing. It's getting ridiculous. You got to make it a minus if you're the book. So it's a minus. <laughs> Him to score two goals in the game. Right. Anywhere from three to four dollars, plus three hundred to plus four hundred, somewhere in between, depending on what you want to give away is the book. You know, people are betting it, so you probably see it closer to three than to four. Him to score two goals in a first period. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm trying to figure out what they even I would put up to be fair. Okay. 50 to one. You could call 50 to one, whatever you'd like, Addison. That's fine. <laughs> it's called Christmas. I like, I love yeah. it. It's called, it's called Christmas. All right. The, the Rangers are only minus 111 on the puck line. Now it's juice on the puck line. That's not fun, but the Canadians have not been playing well. Rangers pretty, up tempo. Pretty good at home last, last game against Carolina. Did they not? Yeah. Covered the puck line here. Went home, covered a puck line against Carolina. This is a little bit of a rough stretch. They had to play Vegas the last game, and then they played, yeah. went home after that road trip and got to play Carolina and had a pretty Yeah, four straight losses, game. all wins on the puck line for the Canadians. Right. 3 2 3 2 4 3 4 3. Right. Canadians Rangers 
though. What? Have won. They won four to one the last time they played at Montreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. The Rangers are still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You can see they're disjointed with Kane. They don't. He yeah. don't know where to go. They don't know who to play with. The power play is a little bit fucked up. Like yep. they're they're getting. They're not that they're not capable of winning the Eastern Conference. Right. It's just when you make a big change like that with the guy on the top line, who's got to mess up a couple other lines by throwing them in there. You can see they're just off. There's no I I there's I can't lay a puck and a half with the Rangers right now. This is take a puck and a half with Montreal. Six and a half. Yeah. It's four it's three fair. again. Yeah. It's finals four three. Over four one was the final last time, but yeah, I think yeah, this is probably. final probably four three. Probably likely. Uh the the Blues are six and four to the over at home, but the Sharks are seven and three to the under on the road. Yet the gotta total be the only show in the country talking about this. If you guys are watching, Why hit are the subscribe button, hit the like button. But please, if you're gonna use us as show prep, <laughs> please acknowledge that you heard us talking about the Sharks and the Blues today, because they ain't even talking about this game in San Jose <laughs> or St. Louis. <laughs> But from a betting perspective, it doesn't make any difference. It's a game. We can bet on it. We can take a look at it. And 6-3-5-3, the first two finals between these two teams. This is over. We're going for a third straight over? Yes. Okay. Who do we got in goal? We got the backups? It's even um, I don't believe so. No. I believe we have the starting goaltenders in both in Bennington's and And let's see. For, yep, starting goaltenders. Confirmed. Yeah, let's go over. Yeah, I still think it's going to go over too. Generally speaking, if the home team who gets the who gets the long change, if they're the ones at seven and three to the under, I would lean to the under. Uh The home team uh, to the over, and then a bad team in San Jose. You know, there we go. I think we're going. We're going over six and a half. Auto just came in. Auto's been in the chat. Hi, Christopher. Uh, good to have you here. He just came in and said, um, full pond hockey in that game over. <laughs> that's, that's good. It's a good JC from Casey, by the way, did you see JC from Casey's lifting? That's video? You're talking about lifting as I was saying, we got lifters. He deadlifts almost 600 pounds. The, we got, we got an offensive line. We got a defensive line in this brigade. Holy <laughs> crap. If you guys got videos, post these things, join the discord. What's the discord channel again? bvbshow.com slash chat. I just like the way you say it better than I say it. <laughs> yes. I say a lot of other crazy shit. Did you see Mikey Awesome's video of me saying all the shit that I say? He strung them together and put them in a thing. <laughs> we got to get t-shirts made. Anyhow, yes. JC from KC just came in and said Blue Blanc and Rouge beat the Rangers. Ooh. Beat them outright. I mean, you're right about the Rangers not – having it together. That's true. They're very, dis- they're yeah, disconnected. They're just, they're just they're, yeah, yeah they're it's fair. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot okay, of before we, games today. Before we, we get to the NBA. Yep. This got posted by our friend, Todd Furman. You then tweeted at Todd yep. through it to, through it to us. Yep. I, I don't really know where to even begin with mm-hmm. this topic, mm. but the WWE. Yes. Is in talks. Yes. With state regulators in Colorado and Michigan. Yes. 
for the options to bet gamble on fake sports. You notice it's being done already, right? It's being done offshore. Yes. Not being done in the United States. And in Europe. Alun. Alun. A-L-U-N. Who speaks for most of Europe. Likes he to does. Talk, oh, he does. He speaks to everybody. He, he won't unlock of... the tweets, though, Alan. I know you're watching the show. He still won't unlock the tweets, but he's he's not afraid to tell everybody that they invented bookmaking over there and they do it better than everybody. And that's the way they've been doing it for years, too. You know, they keep the limits almost to nothing on this. It's more for show than for dough, right? Okay. Is it a bad look? It's a horrific even look. Do it. It's not it even is. a bad look. It's a horrific look. All right. Hold on. Let me get the glasses so you can tell the people why. And I'm listening. I'm watching, but I'm listening, sir. Why is it such a bad look? Look, whether we want to admit it or not, something that is put up for a betting market legitimizes the event. It makes it the public believes that if a book is going to put a number behind a game, the book believes or the public believes the book does not know the outcome. Oh boy. Okay. They believe it, whether it's right or wrong. Okay. Whether that's true or not, Mm -hmm. but the public believes that sports books who put numbers up on events, it means the game is not fixed. Somebody equated this to the Oscars. And I said, well, it's funny you say the Oscars because if somebody in that accounting firm of Ernest and whoever the fuck, Ernst and Young, Young, fine, whoever, if they knew the outcome and they told all their friends who won before the envelope got sealed, then everybody Mm. went and bet the best picture and they Mm. all hammered it. And that came out that that happened. Oh, boy. Be a monster controversy. Big time. But human beings know the, the of the Oscars. Yes. Before the Oscars. Yes. Announced a winner. So you Somebody have lost does, yeah. you have lost the train, the control of the information. The second a human being knows, you can draw a line as to how it got out, but there is a human being who knows who has to seal the envelope, who knows who has won the Oscar for the best picture. Yes. We take bets on that, thinking that only one or two people know, thus it's not going to be compromised. Do you know how many people hmm. know who wins a fucking WWE match? I'm going to guess a few hundreds. I mean, it's a whole production. They have to know lights in shots and scenes in video and scripts. They all oh. know all of hundreds them? of people are going to know who wins the match. This is oh. horrific to even talk about taking bets on. Um, the, does, does the draft equate to this? Like the, don't people don't hundreds of people know, like an organization know who somebody's taking in the draft. Fair. Yeah. But things change in the draft order based upon trades happening above you. The only, I know, only but pick, like the, f- the only the pick first is number and one. second, right. The first and second pick are pretty much, I mean, yeah. In the, limits, in. in the limits are low, but the books are booking the entire draft, not just the first and second pick. So yeah, they might get hit on the nose for the first and second pick, but they're going to make it all back on three through 32. Well, that's what, so. I don't know if I agree that, and only, and again, because I have a unique perspective because I've been around books and bookies and offshores and legal and states and other states and Nevada and all this other stuff. 
just because a line's on it doesn't make it legit. But fine, in I'm better saying eyes, in the public, yeah, in the public's eyes, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm well, in better's eyes, sometimes it makes it worse because they'll bet on it and they'll go, I can't believe I bet on that Jake Paul bullshit. That shit's fixed, you know. Fair. So like, Fair. like just putting a line on it. But it I legitimized think, the fight. It gave people the chance to watch it thinking it was a real fight because there was a book taking a number on it. But then but then they bet on it and they go, why did I bet on this? this yeah, but if they I won their bet. It's a bad taste. Yeah, but if they bet Tommy Fury, they're ecstatic. Yeah, but. They won. They only they, bitch when they lose. They don't bitch when they win. Sometimes. Sometimes they bitch when they win too because then it doesn't happen again. You know, they, they, they'll bet on Fury next time and he'll get his right. ass kicked and they'll be like, oh, they got me. I got him the first time. They got me the second time. You hear people bitch no matter what. Um, does this, I mean, and we talk about it off the air all the time. We talk about it to reporters that report on this stuff. Does this paint the lawmakers a little bit differently in your eyes? Like, are they naive yeah, or are they clueless. on the take? No, they're oh, clueless. Clueless. Like, oh, if you want to read read Steve Ruddick's today, his Twitter account today is phenomenal. Did a great talking job. about yeah. talking about what's going to happen tomorrow in Massachusetts, where half the operators aren't ready. Half. I told aren't you ready that, for the mobile. We talked about this lunch. We talked about this. They put a date up. We're, <laughs> we're going live on March tenth. They gave out 11 licenses to mobile operators and only six are going live tomorrow. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> like, are you serious? That's an embarrassing look oh. on both sides. It's embarrassing for the lawmakers to put a date up that the people who are going to take bets aren't able to meet. And it's embarrassing for the people who made the investment in the state to have licenses that they can't be ready for the time that they knew months <laughs> ago. It was going to be the time to launch their book in Massachusetts tomorrow. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? I, they didn't call. I, I, I told you to tell them to call me. You have the number. I'm on Twitter at Sports BK and Sig. I could have told you. I, we did say this. We said this we in did. January yep. when they launched at the counter. Like, wow, they're going to really, they're going to open for the week before March Madness. <laughs> Good luck. Better. They better be fucking like open in February after the Super Bowl or open in July before right. football. You don't open this week. This is the busiest week of the year. And next week it's even busier. is quantity wise, number of bets and number of people, maybe not money. Because this week is right. gigantic money. There's just more games. Right. And the limits sometimes are higher, lower, whatever. Next week is random. But these are the two busiest weeks of the year. Maybe not the right time to start something brand new. Especially... If you didn't check the shit that you're supposed to check back in November, in December. But, you know, my DMs are closed, so they have to go through you to get to me. But you can reach <laughs> out. You can reach out. You have, I'll give you the number. I ain't giving you the number on the air. We told you all this was going to happen. Um, so, yes, to answer your question, yes, it does paint the regulators in a very poor light to even be having this conversation. I, I, 
I I agree. But like, which one of them is able to stand up or stand up in a meeting or whatever and say, listen, this guy out in Vegas, he says it on the show, Bostonian versus a book. Nobody knows shit. Neither do I. Explain it to me so I understand it. And then we'll be able to make a decision. And if it means we don't open until the fall, fuck it. It's the same thing. I feel like it's this, like, I think when when this pops on only a couple of states, I feel like somebody's looking at Colorado and they're like, why are they taking all those ping pong bets? That's a market that I want to get a hold of. What if we become the WWE? Let WWE can be ping pong for us. All that money in Colorado is coming in for ping pong. Hey, Michigan, let's do the same thing. Let's be the, let's be the ping pong in Michigan. Have it be WWE. Let's do that. Now you've done it. Now you've done it. Anybody want to ask that question, by the way? Anybody can write that story? Anybody? No. They're not. Oh, they just love betting ping pong. They got a bunch of pro ping pong bettors in Colorado. A lot of ping pong. A lot of ping pong bets. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody in Colorado. Hey, Denver. Someone want to ask that question? Anybody want to ask that question? I don't know. Anybody who works in the the media, anybody, anybody. Anello, anybody. Ask a question. Anybody want to ask? Hey man, where's that ping pong money coming from? Pueblo. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Colorado Springs. <laughs> Jeez, people. Wow. No one asking that question, huh? Oh, that's off limits. Can't can't go near that rail. No, no, go to this lid for if you're gonna start talking about that stuff, I'm gonna put on my bucket hat for that. Just saying. Congrats. Good luck, Michigan. You could be the cut, you know, there's your ping pong market with WWE bets. I have no idea. This isn't just. I give, listen, I give Massachusetts credit. Like they're checking on shit more than anybody. Yeah. And they are holding operators accountable. And none of these people, legislators and people on the gaming commission, want to be made to look bad. They're making it known. I mean, the fucking win bet guys. You know, they had to pay $250,000 fine for having a line available on a women's basketball game for like 10 minutes. It wasn't even their fault. <laughs> they import the stuff from Estonia or wherever they get it from. They're like, wait a second. You guys had that up. What? How do you not know that Merrimack is not a whatever? And then a boom. So they're holding people accountable. But for goodness sakes, make sure it's right. Like, I don't want to be there on Friday. I mean, oh my, tomorrow's going to be. Like, I think about it from the, from the people in the book, from the customer service people. Oh, it's exciting! We're launching sports betting. No, no. I mean, like Jules was talking today on Twitter about yeah, getting a new phone and trying to make sure because he wants to be ready for all the apps. And I said, huh, wait till you see what happens with you. Think your phone's acting up. Wait till you see what happens when you log into different apps. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. It's going to be really crazy. It's going to be oh, a lot of anger, I think, coming in Massachusetts over the next couple of hours, you know, tomorrow, 24 hours or so in that state, when my home state goes legal. Be, yeah, I'm happy for you guys. I am. But just be careful what you wish for on a lot of levels. And also, if you're an operator that has paid the license to go in there, and well, you're not going to be you're not going to be available to be used on day one. You're not only just behind the eight ball, you're in deep trouble out of the gate. Well, that like, was the other thing you sent me. It didn't make the rundown, but the, the yeah. better 
or whatever is yep. not going to be ready. That's one of the ones, right? It's five. There's five. There's six operators live. There's 11 that have mobile licenses. Five of them, including better, will not be eligible, available for use tomorrow. So FanDuel DraftKings already have a monster lead anyway. You've just made their lead even bigger. You know how when you run on a track and you start with the staggered starts and it looks like the one people is really ahead, but if you run the full lap, they're not. Yeah. In this case, they are. They are. They're already over the 50-yard line, and we're still on a goal line if we haven't yep. started. And we were talking about it driving to the to the game on Sunday. When that guy goes by you going 100, even if you're going 70, you can't catch him. That's what starting late does. And starting late is okay if it's for everybody, but starting late and not working? It's a nail in a coffin, brother. And it's behind, and you're behind the two companies that control 70% of the market anyway. Bye-bye. You're already fighting for 30% Uh-oh. if you're one of the other nine operators trying to go mobile in Massachusetts. Uh-oh. And oh, yeah, by the way, DraftKings is based in Boston. So yeah, and you think they might? I mean, they might spend some money in advertising a little um, bit there. Yeah, you may know somebody who works there. You're they they employ like ten thousand people in the state, right? Like, good luck, <laughs> like people. I good mean, luck. good luck. You know, Barstool is going to do a lot because Barstool is going to play on the mass routes. So they've got. I think they'll come in third. MGM's got Encore. Uh, or not Encore. MGM, MGM has has Springfield out west. Wind's got Encore. I mean, those are your five major books right there. Yeah. Everybody else, good luck. Good luck. You 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 have you have a decades worth of of history to overcome and branding to overcome, and then you're not ready. I mean, why yeah. even open? I mean, you're you're going to be point if that one percent when you do finally open, you better have the best you're giving away money. You know, Marquette wins by two, seventy two wow. seventy games Bummer. final. Woo! Damn. But St. John's covers. So there we go. It's a dog day looking like so far. Dog day early. Dog day. Iowa State's going to beat. Looks right now. Iowa State's going to beat up. Beat Baylor. They're up by 11. Damn, son. Do you know how much Bud Light and Bush Light Iowa State fans are going to drink the rest of the day? The power and light. They knocked (laughs) off Baylor. Oh, boy. They're going to be. Oh, boy. Just like to say for you guys who have followed the Moneyline Parlay experience uh, and experiment, it is officially dead and over. I'm done. Officially done? I'm done. Nuggets were 30 and four before last night. At home? At home. And And they got whooped in the fourth quarter by the Bulls. Chicago! Whooped them. I knew it was dead. I watered Bulls stuff on all the shows late. I said, this is, this is their, I knew the bulls were going to cover. Okay. I thought we could win it and um, win the money line, but not cover the spread. Yep. And I, I was watching the minute of the game. I'm like, Oh boy, this is bad. This is bad. And you know, Morency's like, why are you wearing a bull stuff again? I said, they're going to cover the spread. I said, they might win a game outright. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I'm just telling you one of those games and I'm sitting there watching it. I even broke the headband out. Oh, no. With the Chicago stuff on. Oh, yeah. The Bulls. They were calling me Alex Caruso. Oh, yeah. Literally, Alex oh, yeah. Caruso. Yeah. Yeah. There Just like this. And then the Bulls win. Yeah, I'm done. Couple no more, t- no more of that. We went 2-0 and oh, and then 0-2. Oh See you later. I'm done. Uh, Warriors are laying two and a half points tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. All right. Let's, let's, let's think about this one again. Yes. Right. 
you have the numbers. Let's yep. let's give the people the numbers um, real quick. <laughs> Golden State ATS on the road. What is it? Nine and twenty-three. Nine and twenty-three. Even Louis Domingue, that doesn't even qualify for not the best. That is super shit. Okay, <laughs> straight up on the road. What are they? Oh, straight up on the straight road. Up. Straight up. Uh, straight up on the road. They are seven and twenty-five. Seven and twenty-five. That means out of thirty-two games, they've won seven times. And no John Morant, but Memphis is twenty-six and five at home. Straight up. Okay. And let let's let's for the people that may have missed the beginning of this 30 seconds ago. What is the line on this game, P Roll? Two and a half. Who's the two and a half point favorite again? Golden State. The team that's nine and twenty-three against the spread on the road, or seven and twenty-five on the road, straight up, is favored by two and a half points. <laughs> right, Memphis. Do you need anything else from me? No. Memphis. I mean, seriously. I agree. What the fuck is going on? Crazy number. Ja, I get it. He's a big part, but they've played without him a bunch. And last year, they actually were better without John Morant than with John Morant. Now, Bain's hurt too, so that's a problem. But Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in Memphis. This is yeah. not like I don't feel super strong about this. But God damn, like if we open this thing at uh, one and a half, which it looks like a lot of places did. Yeah. And they bet you up. This would be one of those times in the room I'd say, hey, man, you know what? Don't move it. <laughs> Don't move it because they're coming back with Memphis later. They're coming to Trump. Yeah. Oh, Brendan Clark, not Bain. Brendan Clark is out. Steven Adams is out. John Morant is out. But I still think Memphis is the side. And then finally, the Kings and the Knicks. Kings laying two and a half. This one was very confusing for me as I was doing all my show prep. This is a fun involves, game. Yeah, which involves me like just getting the right hats. So By the way, Duke has opened show. on an 11 0 run over Pitt. Duke is open 11 0 run. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pitt <laughs> stinks early. Pitt stinks okay. early. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, the not the Kings tonight. We're not lighting the beam. No, 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 no. This is this is one of those ones. What is the Knicks record on the road ATS? Um, the Knicks ATS. I mean, they're just coming off a loss. 22 and 10. 22 and 10. Yes. Wow. Better than I thought. (laughs) It's one of the best in the league. Um, what is the Kings record at home? 16, 16 and one. They're 16, 16 and one dead even. They're a better road team, ATS, than home team. Wow. This is the first game of the road trip for the Knicks, right? Uh, yeah, and at New York in the first matchup, they lost by 13 points. Sacktown did. Yeah. And now, what was the line on that game? That game? Um, yeah. That line was... Knicks small? Knicks by two and a half. Same right. number as this one. You reverse it, right? It's very simple. Lines making is not that hard. If you've done it for a long time, you recognize patterns. Mm-hmm. Two, two and a half on the home court for the home team there. Two, two and a half on a home court for the home team here. Home team result there wins and covers, right? Knicks win and cover. Uh-huh. Game go over. <sighs> Sacramento plays no defense. <laughs> no, so the first game. Oh, did the first game in, go over. in New York. 
Um, first We're both game. in the one tens, right? Uh, hold on. First, the first game between these two teams. Where's New York? I just had it. You just had it. Just had it. Well, there it is. It was 226. It went under by 15 points. Went under. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now it's 240. <laughs> because they don't play in defense at home. It's I mean, 240. Because Sacramento is 21, 11, and 1 to the over at home. That's the play. Over. New York is 15, 15, and 2. I think the Kings win. Light the beam. Although this is the game, like watch the road trip for the Knicks. This is a big one. They got they got where they're here, then they go to LA, play the Lakers, I think, Sunday, primetime game. Their schedule is uh they just played uh Sacramento at home. Sorry, yes. Charlotte at home. Now it's Sacramento, Clippers, Lakers, yeah, Portland. This okay. is a four game road trip. Yeah. The first one is the one I think the team is the most live to win on that on that little stretch. Okay. They go to LA, maybe split, maybe lose them both, and then probably go to Portland and battle and win that one. Um, I like Kings and over. Okay. I don't have any feel in that game whatsoever. Aside, yeah. I think the the over is always a good bet with the Kings. Just right. They don't play defense at all, right. especially at home. They don't play any defense. Okay. Before better to book it, another story yep. coming out of this World Game cool. Protection Conference Holy that's shit. happening on right now. At the Tropicana here in Las Vegas. This one shook so, me to the core, son. To the a core. For, a former U.S. military spy told casino <laughs> surveillance executives yesterday <laughs> that the threats and vulnerabilities that they face will only basically become bigger and pro- more problematic. Yes. As the injury is the, the industry is projected to grow by 12 billion over the next few years. Oh. That's he said, quote, story with these you might want to be wondering what a, a former spy is doing here today and what yes. espionage has to do with security and cybersecurity. A uh, lot. Spies, social engineers and other malicious actors are all the exact are using the are, are using the same exact techniques to get access to you and your people, your systems and your networks. Mm-hmm. In this conversation, he pointed out that the gambling industry basically is ripe to be taken down by hackers and people who want to go into casinos and steal every day. Do you agree? You got to be on guard every day. This is why my DMS are closed. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is why my DMS are closed. Unless I DM you first, you got to pass a highly qualified system in my world to even let me DM you on the Mm. social media. Can you imagine that story? And Buck wrote a great, I mean, this is a really good article. The guy said somebody infiltrated a casino through the thermostat on a fish tank in the lobby. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Seriously, you went through the fish. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anything is possible. We used to say this all the time, like when certain people came around, like, are they wear like the guy used to wear a pen. On mm-hmm. his shirt every day. I'm like, that guy's mic'd up. He said, What do you one guy was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that guy comes up and asks dumb questions every day that aren't dumb, right? To get us talking or find out about people. I said, that camera or that pen is a microphone. And they're like, What world are you from? I said, You don't know where I've been. I'm telling you, 
<laughs> like there used to, we used to joke that we would go to other books with a surveillance, like a, a body cam, like to ask questions, to find out why this line is this or whatever. You're always looking for information. These people look to take it all. Mm-hmm. If they get your database, you know what they can do with that? You know what they can do with that. Of course. The Bad. Books. I, I mean, w- there's been some breaches in some Well, he, yeah, in an article that he, he the guy recounted, told, obviously, BetMGM and DraftKings late last year, more than 2 million accounts were stolen and put up for sale on the dark web. 2 million. It's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of say, accounts. You know what that's worth on the street? Yeah. In the dark web? Yep. Scared of the dark. I don't like the dark. Never did. <laughs> don't like it. That's that's 75% of the cases are done outside of business hours. Really? This is all being done when no one's around. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the male female statistic in that article too? Uh scroll I did up to one paragraph. They said they go to the women more than oh. the men in the industry. Gambling in general. Yeah. They said to be careful. So no title shots. <laughs> no title shots. I think, I think it's really funny. That really one casino was hacked via its fish tank. Quote, you'd never think that a thermostat for a fish tank that's connected to the internet would be exploitable. Hackers got in, disrupted the network, took everything, and pulled it up into the cloud. Integrity, confidentiality, availability, all gone. Screw the fish. <laughs> the fish they got him through the fish. <laughs> oh, look at the nice, pretty tank. Go, 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 go. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, everybody's swimming around, this and that. Yep. Meanwhile, they're getting all the information from the thing over there. Yeah. That's crazy. In 2014, when the Venetian and the Palazzo were owned by Sands, they lost 40 million when websites were hacked and taken down, and personal oh. information and staff and high pro customers were taken. You and I both had to pay the price for that because we both had to work in that, in, in that property. And they were, and I mean, psychotic because I did things over an ISDN line. And then we transitioned in the later part of 2016 into 2017. There was a time kids not too long ago that doing a show like this was impossible because the internet wasn't fast enough. Right. Now we can do this, Thank but we we were rolling from ISDN lines, which was like a basically a tube connecting radio station to remote broadcast mm. to the internet. Mm. And we were going to do everything over the internet. Right. And when I tell you that the IP people, the IT people were so mad and oh, so wow. upset at Venetian Palazzo that we were going to be sending data from the bar from Lagazi Stadium mm. to Houston, Texas. They lost their mind. <laughs> like, I mean, in, no, in their defense, no, IT people get mad about everything. They do. But they like were, they, they were very nervous girl, about that. We love you. Hit the subscribe button. Because, the of, like the, button. because of the hack in 2014, they were extremely nervous. We were, I was, uh, I was at the M still when that happened, but we had been involved with the book there. Yep. And um, man, oh man, like, the stuff that they were going, well, what if they got this? What if they got that? What you know, because we were signing people up for accounts and running that book, but we weren't part of the casino, but we were right. in the casino. 
using their internet. It was, yeah, it was, um, and it was, that was an interesting time where everybody, because it was new. Yep. And nobody knew what to do, but they were new that like this could happen. So then the threat becomes almost worse than the result. Right. right? And now you have to overprotect for the threat because you can't let it happen again because you have no idea what they're doing with the stuff. It's crazy. I saw that article. I read it and I was like, oh, man, there's so many things you have to be aware of. I mean, when I was in Curacao, we were literally just answering the phone and taking money to sign up people for accounts. Right. And they were betting. The level of trust was like on both sides. We're like, all right, we believe you're going to send it. And then they would send it. They would believe we were going to take the bets. We did. And then they had to believe they were going to get paid when they lost or when they won, I mean, which we did, but not everybody did. And when one, when one happens, like, you know, people used to say, well, at least it wasn't us. No, it's for the whole Whole industry industry. Right. Bad, bad. All right, let's do better to book it here before we let go of Sports Grid on a Thursday. Only a couple of bets to give you guys here. New York Islanders, your Pittsburgh Penguins. New York, Sorokin in net, Jari in net. Yeah. Seven, two, and one to the over at home for Pittsburgh. That's my phone. That was that was crazy. I just got a big text. Wow. Islanders are an under team on the road, but they in the three games so far. Pittsburgh and the Islanders, six goals or more in all three games. Bending it or booking it over six, New York, Pittsburgh. Um, all these basketball games, and you're going to do better to book it. You're going to do hockey today. That's perfect. Because like most it. of the, all the games I bet are already underway. Mm, mm, so that's mm, why. Mm, mm. I, I stood for two hours at this computer staring at it, looking at college basketball Shit. games. The only two bets I could find that I like were Miami, which I got burned, and I have Iowa. I'm on the right side on both of them. <laughs> I, have, I have the best numbers on the planet on both of them. I'm already 0-1. So you tell me why I'm betting hockey. This is good. You should be betting hockey. I think I'm going to – I think – oh, man, this is tough. I think I'm going to book this one. Okay. Penguins give up goals and they score goals. I know. Islanders first period. Oh. Penguins been starting bad, having to come back late. Just think the Islanders can put it. If they score first, which I think they will, mm-hmm. they can put a clamp on the game, keep it under six. Mm. We'll see. Or they keep on scoring and they score three, four. Over is three, oh, and two in the last five meetings. Yep. Wait and get five and a half. Good call, Otto. Eron Sean gave us the number three, oh, and two in the last five. Chat's amazing, boys. But the last two games have pushed, have been six. All right. So they over, they've been playing to six. Six has been the number. So I think it is a good shot. I pushed this at four two final. This one is sweaty, and I'm not jumping up and down about this, but it's a sprinkle bet. Tampa and Boston, money line parlay plus 150. Oh, oh. Tampa at home against Vegas with Jonathan Quick in net. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I like the under in the game. It wasn't for Quick. Hill is hurt. They called up their AAA goaltender this morning. Jeez. Oh, Jonathan Quick is in net for tonight for Vegas. That's not good against Tampa. Oh boy. Okay. And Boston's playing Edmonton. Boston's winning that game. So, oh, I think this wins. This got to okay. bet it. I okay. think this wins. 
And then finally, Buffalo in Dallas over six and a half at minus 115. Buffalo 9, 12, 19, 12, 19, 12, and one to the over at home. Bennett, this is uh, until otherwise, this is the <laughs> Buffalo at overs. This has got to be, this game should be, well, the perception is that Dallas is still an under team. They are. No, numbers tell you that they are on the road in particular, but they score when you give them chances and Buffalo will give you chances. Yeah, I was just going to say, right. <laughs> but against yeah. teams where they want to play like that. Yeah. But I watched that whole Calgary game and I was like, why don't Dallas play like this more often? Well, they played like that because they were down Yeah, and they had to keep coming back. But if they would just play like that, I'm telling you, DeBoer makes me think that that team is not going to make a run in. I'm not, I'm just getting aggravated the more and more I watch him. And I talk to Gumpy all the time. He's a big Texas hockey guy. He's yeah. got me on him. They're going to be the Western Conference representative. I want to believe it. And I watch him play, and I'm like, this game's going over, though. This game's got to go. Agreed. If we do it fast, we can get it all in. Favorite thing about today is what? Number one, going to see Blewett right after the show. We're going to the WAC game at the Orleans. Nice. And then I'm taking him to the airport. He's got a three o'clock flight. So I'm going to meet him. We're going to watch some basketball and I'm taking him to the airport. You're more than welcome to come. If you got nothing to do, we're going to be there for an hour or two. Tickets are very inexpensive. I got tickets last night to the Pac-12 game for $5 a piece. So really? That's number one. They were $5 a piece, P-Roll. $5 a piece on the stub up thing or whatever, whatever Jessica got them all. $5 a piece. So we got the family of four in for for 20 bucks, which is my second favorite thing about today. Going to the game with the kids is awesome. Then giving Kendall the spread and saying, what do you think? As she's taking in the pregame, she turns to me and says, why is the Sun Devil mascot so annoying? And I was Mm. like, I don't know. What do you mean? And she's like, he looks weird. Mm. I know. Back and forth. Why does a tree have legs? The Stanford tree. Fair. Why? That's the weirdest mascot in sports. Number two is beyond strange. When you see it in person, you're like, what the hell is that? And why does it have legs? It's a, they had a mascot basketball game. It was amazing. The entertainment value for the kids was awesome, but the over not for the game. It went under and we in-gamed it. We did okay with that. She laid 11 in the game and had to endure the end of a college basketball game and ask some great questions. We're reviewing too many things. They're fouling when there's no need to be fouling. The game somehow fell eight when they were laying ten and a half. She was pissed off, but she did ask me today if I could pull her out of school to go to more basketball games the rest of the day because she hit the over on refreshments in the first half. We got one of everything. It cost me 20 to get in and over 100 on refreshments probably for the night. My favorite thing about today, going to the games is fun. Staying home and watching them in sports books, also just as fun and a lot less expensive. Expensive, absolutely. Matt, put the F1 picture up and we'll do the favorite thing about today on the way out because this is my favorite thing about today. Oh my God. Because this new rendering came out of what Las Vegas is going to look like. If you're watching on your phone, try to zoom in on this if you can, or Las Vegas locally has this picture or my Twitter account has the retweets at Sports Talk Matt. I'll do it. We have no idea what is coming here for F1. No idea. Look at this. This, this is Las Vegas. Real. This can't be real, is it? Is that real? The rendering. It's what they released. This is what it's going to look like on race night in Las Vegas in November. My God. Do we have any idea what is about to hit 
the no. Las Vegas Sprint Strip because no. I don't think we have any no. idea what the hell's coming no. here. No, we don't. I don't recognize the city. I don't recognize this. I mean, I'm trying to look at streets and like what streets, what that in the background, the top left hand corner, that's resorts world. It's going to be whipping past everything on the strip, whipping around. That's the start finish line on the right hand side. I'm going to redo the whole city. Neighbor Patrick has told me this multiple times is that you'd have no idea what's coming. He keeps telling me. (laughs) And this is why he's down there doing it. He's making sure that people are working and building and this and that. I drove there last night at 1130. We left the, the arena and it took me almost an hour to get home when it normally takes 18 minutes door to door. I have no idea what's coming. So my favorite thing about today is that picture. Because that is coming to Las Vegas, and I cannot believe we're going to get to experience this coming up in November. <laughs> yes, we're we have the Super Bowl, but that might actually be a step down from what we're about to see with F1 whoa, coming whoa. to Las Vegas. I'm serious. Whoa, we're not the Super Bowl is not going to transform the city. This is going to transform the city. Right, we're lasting mark. We're changing. We're changing patterns of of traffic and sight lines and Both things to do and yeah. where, I mean, it's on, it's, it's F1 coming here. It's going to be incredible. Roll call Friday is tomorrow. Big day. Not, not going to want to miss it. Farah, Dave, Matt, sports grid, YouTube, Twitter. Talk to you tomorrow. Dave.